to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. We trust that you will enjoy today's message and that it will encourage you to grow deeper in your relationship with Christ our Savior. You see, the worship nights that we are that we have at the moment was was actually a vision. I don't know if you who who of you know how this these worship nights started. Um, three people at the same time got a vision. God showed them a picture of us worshiping together in Santon. And we all individually went to Henny at the same time. And so he obviously couldn't deny that God was speaking. Um, and the, these services initially were never meant to be services. You know what I mean? Like structured. They were meant to be a time of getting together and worshiping and really ministering to God, actually. Um, and I always used to, it used to be such a foreign term, ministering to God. <laughs> but that's actually such a big part of our relationship with God, is actually just, just spending time ministering to Him. Um, yeah, and so, um, and so I, wanna, I just want to share something very briefly on my heart. And, and I, I've seen some of you tonight crossing over <laughs> from one pasture to the next. I've seen some of you cross over from one building to the next. Um, and I, I know that there's breakthrough tonight. I know that the Spirit is here to bring breakthrough. And it's all going to depend on your expectancy. It's not based on, it's not up to me. Um, but there's keys and there's, there's things that God wants to speak to us about tonight. And so I really, I really pray that we'll just open up our hearts to receive what it is that the Spirit wants to say. So, um, okay. And Benjamin's here with us tonight, which is awesome. <laughs> May his spirit receive everything that is good. <laughs> okay, so, so I just want to share a story that, that God highlighted um, recently. And that was um, in every November, well, most Novembers, I would spend time in prayer, just praying for the following year, just asking God for a word. Um, for me, it's so good to... Just to align my decisions, align my prayer, and you know that type of thing with what he is saying, and what it, what is it in the season that he wants to deposit in my heart? And so it was the end of 2011, and God said to me, "There's a big change coming at the end." So it was November 2010. He said, "There's a big change coming at the end of 2011," and I was 27 at the time, so I thought, obviously, my husband is coming. I mean. If God ever says there's a change coming or there's a season change, I mean, if you're single, it's a husband, right? Anyway, there was no one on the scene. Actually, there was one, one guy, but I thought, if that guy kisses me, I don't know if I can handle it. So then I realized, no, this is not from God. Um, that's my thoughts. Okay, it's not always that case. But um, so that was November, and it got to around March, and I had no vision or idea of what this change was. There was nothing in the pipeline. My, business, my job in Cape Town was going great. Working, I mean, serving at the church. I'm like, so Lord, you know, this change. Can we have a little glimpse? What is this change? And so I decided I'm going to help God a little bit. Who does that, you know? We're like, just going to help him usher in a little bit, you know? And so I applied for an MBA at the London Business School. Quite specific, okay? And... I had to write my GMAT. Um, for those of you that know, it's quite an intense exam. It's not as easy and straightforward 
as you think. Um, most people study about 12 weeks, as far as I know. I think I had seven weeks. But I was like, but this is the change that's coming. So angelic hosts are going to come down and write their tests for me. And I'm just going to do my little part and, you know. And so I was set to go and start an a, um, MBA at London Business School in that September. And um, did the test and it went terribly. I walked out there and I felt like I was going full steam ahead and I ran into a brick wall. And I was like, really? Like, God, is this, is this not it? You know, like had the application, did the, everything. And it was the end of May. I got my email. I still remember exactly where I was in Onris something. And it said, you have unfortunately not been accepted. And I went, okay, God. Okay. Now it was clear. I knew in my spirit there was a big change coming, but I had no idea what it was. Three weeks later, I'm driving on the highway and I sort of get this thought, I would love to work for a company like Deloitte. At that stage, I'd just done BCom, no honors, no qualification, CA, engineer, lawyer, you know, all those that you need to get into the big four. And I didn't write down the thought. I didn't tell anyone. And it was about a month later, I got a phone call and a message on my phone to say, hello, this is Deloitte Recruitment. Um, we have a position that we think you'll be interested in. Could you please phone us back? I was like, okay. I went to my flatmate. I'm like, can you please listen to this message? Did you hear Deloitte? Just listen for Deloitte. Don't think of anything else. And she's like, yes, she heard Deloitte. Well, that was it. It was a Skype interview, and the big change was me moving to Joburg. Okay. It was one of those God had spoken, and there was very little that I was going to do for this change to come to pass. Okay. I wasn't qualified for the change. <laughs> it was way beyond what I thought I was able to do. It was only God that was able to open that door, okay? So, next story. I'm June last year, pregnant with Benjamin, five months, and I'm at a worship evening, and God says to me, I want you to record testimonies. Will you record testimonies for me? You asked it in question form. And I was like, yes, because every other thing God has asked me, I've said yes to, and in the last 10 years, it hasn't come to pass, <laughs> Okay, it's always been a waiting period, it's been character building, it's been all of that. So I boldly said yes, thinking it's only going to happen once I've had my four children in 10 years' time and I have capacity for it. Okay. <laughs> and so March this year, God says to me, it's time to start with a book. And I'm like, what? I have a four-month-old baby. I'm waking up four times a night. <laughs> I don't have capacity for this right now. And I... Yeah, so I was like, okay, God, you've spoken this thing. Um, okay, let's do it. You know, there's no way, there was no doubt that the timing of putting this book together was from God. There was a lot of confirmation around it, and I, t I got my heart right after wrestling with God. And um, yeah, so that's that. Keep these stories in mind. Third story. Um, I'm very aware that as a mother, I'm raising a boy, Okay. And as a boy, I'm very aware of his needs. As a mother, I'm very aware of his needs, okay? But God has clearly said, I cannot control his every move and his outcome. Because as a man, he needs to be wild at heart and he needs to be free to pursue, okay? And that's hard for me as a mom. <laughs> and that is not something that God has spoken, but it is a desire of my heart, okay? 
It's, it's a desire. So I want you to think in light of those three categories. God has spoken something, only he's able to come to pass. He's spoken something, he's given you a vision, a dream, and there's some work that needs to be happening. Or there's something in your life that you know you want to see in your life. Maybe it's overcoming a sin. Maybe it's a habit. It's something that you do, whatever it might be, and you are, you are wanting to see that thing come to pass. Okay. So in light of those, I want to, I want to just read some scripture. Um, okay, the first is 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 that says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. Okay, next scripture. For I am, 1 Corinthians 15, For I am the least of the apostles, this is Paul speaking, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Okay. And I just, I just know that what God is wanting to and he's doing in us at the moment and through these stories and in this time that's passed, I, I have come to learn and come to know and see that when God speaks a word, he is able to bring it to pass, okay? And so often what we will do is we will rely on our own strength, okay? We will go, I've got this. I'm able. You know, this book has required work. I mean, I, the, once the vision and the excitement around the vision comes to pass or, or sort of fades out, there's work to be done, okay? And I was like, well, I've run billion projects billion rand projects at Deloitte. I've got Excel spreadsheets. I have got management skills down, you know, and I'll run this project the way I'm going to run the project, okay? And not in a prideful, boastful way, but a very subtle underlying confidence in what I think I'm able to do. And God has just frustrated my plans. (laughs) Whether it's only being able to sleep two hours the previous night because Benjamin's sick and I just don't have any capacity the next day, you know, and I am so aware of this to-do list and, you know, and I, it's just been, it's been a hard journey, you know, it's the, the waiting for that, that word to come to pass, you know, yes, God has given you a word that you're going to get married, God has given you a word that he is going to give you influence in the workplace, he's given you a word that you're going to have children, whatever it might be, but that waiting, how quickly do we want to step in and go, I'm just going to help God a bit, you know, I'm just going to get involved here and I'm going to do that, and, and God, God sometimes sets us up that we are literally at a brick wall. (laughs) And you want to ask God questions, but where are you? Okay. And what is going on in the situation? Because I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing in the natural, there's nothing that I can rely to or cling to, but I know in my spirit that you've spoken, you know, or I know in my heart that I want to see this come to pass, but I keep on failing (laughs) because I'm going to rely on my own strength. And those two, two scriptures, God just said to me, my grace, and Paul, the context of that scripture is, he's just said, let me not boast in my abundance of revelations. Okay, so Paul was a guy that really understood scripture. God gave him revelation, gave him understanding around truth. And he was saying, let me not boast in my strength, but let, let me rather boast in Christ. Okay, and God is saying, my grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And how, have you, who many of you, who of you think that the weakness he's talking about there is things that I'm not good at, okay? 
well, I'm not good at answering messages immediately. So he's, there's grace for that, you know. Or she's better than me in that area, so God has grace for me. And I'm sure that's fine if God has spoken to you in that context. But, but actually what he's saying here is the weakness is when you rely on your strengths. So the grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Okay, because Paul is saying my weakness is actually that I will boast in my revelations. So the weakness is when we go, I've got this. You know, I'm going to make this happen. Something of me is actually going to add to the wife that God's going to give me. Okay, or something's going to add to the project. And, and I'm like, okay, God, this is cool. You can frustrate my plans, but they're actually practicalities that need to, 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 to play out here. I need to actually find the 12 women that are going to write their testimonies. I need to talk to the printers and all these types of things. But it would happen over and over for two or three days where I will be physically not able to work on the project until God says, are you at rest? Okay. Are you, are you relying on me? Are you relying on your own strength? Let's just make sure that we're in the same space here. And... Next scripture, I just want to quickly check whether that is. Okay, um, I'm going to go back to the other one now. But Zechariah 4 verse 6 says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. For interest's sake, who knows what, this is, what, what, what he's talking about here? What, in what context? What, what, we know the scripture very well. But it's Zechariah speaking as a prophet to Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the governor of Judah at the time, and he was responsible for rebuilding the temple. Now, now read it, okay? Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. There's a practical outflow to that promise of rebuilding the temple, okay? God trusting you, saying to you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide for you. I'm going to be, be your breakthrough. And you're like, okay, God, that's great. I can wait for that. But do you know that there are doctor's bills to be paid? And do you know that, you, do you know that it's almost like a paradox. It's like, it's irony. <laughs> You're like, okay, God, I, I, I understand that you're wanting me to trust you and wait on you, but there's practicalities to it. And, and we can go back to 1 Corinthians 15, um, where he says, Paul says, for I'm the least of the apostles. Who am I not? I'm, oh, sorry who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more, labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which, which was with me. And so grace is not opposed to effort. Okay. That grace where God comes, the grace is really that place of it's an equipping thing. And, and I'm not, I mean, grace is a whole topic in itself. But what I'm trying to get to is that it's, there was labor involved. You understand? There was acts that needed to take place. And it wasn't in vain. He actually says, I labored more than the rest of the people. But it wasn't him. And so I know that tonight God is wanting to speak to us. And he's, he's saying to us, why do we, why does he want us to depend on him so intensely? Like, it's not because he has an ego, ego issue. Ego, ego, ego. What is ego? <laughs> like igloo. He doesn't have an igloo issue. He doesn't have an ego issue. There's, there's a dependency, there's a need because 
He gives us this vision, okay? Vision for your life, a vision for something specific. And he doesn't give us the full picture of it because if we know the, the ultimate picture, we're going to run ahead and we're going to run into brick walls and we're going to get confused and we're going to get deceived, okay? But he gives us glimpses because he wants us to start walking the road with him. And it's this constant back and forth. It's, yes, okay, I want you to go. Move, upskill yourself. You know, if it's a vision for business, go for it. But take a step back. Are you relying on your own strength? Are you relying on your own confidence and your own ability? Let's stop. And he's just, and I just want to highlight some of the reasons why he does this, why sometimes he frustrates our plans. (laughs) He gets us to a place where he's just like, you know, I want you to depend on me, first of all, because I know what is good for you. (laughs) I know, Lauren, that you are, your natural person is driven, go-getter, visionary. So when you get a vision, you're going to run full steam ahead and you're going to burn out. At Varsity, I was the person that put up my hand to everything, and I had fever blisters, and I was tired, and I, because I didn't know how to say no, and I wanted to do everything for the kingdom. My mom used to call me home, pump me with vitamin C, and make me sleep for two days. So God knows that about me. So he says, Lauren, I know what is good for you, and I know that firstly, you need to be present for your husband, and you need to be present for your child, and those two relationships are more important. So I'm going to stop you every now and again. <laughs> And where I want to get frustrated and I want to go, God, why are you in this? This isn't working with a book and this isn't da-da-da and, and all these things and I'm tired. and da-da. He's going, shh, come rest. Come. Come, let's just, just spend two days. Don't work on the book. Just spend time with your husband. Spend time with your baby. Be present with him. Benjamin's sick. He needs you. Okay? And sometimes in those times, Especially for men, okay? I should actually never say that. That's terrible. But, okay, let me just say I've seen it more in Stefan than I have in me. Okay, take it back. Around calling and vision, God will sometimes have you serve someone else's vision before he's going to release you into what he has for you. And in those times, you can feel that you are going nowhere, that you're not progressing. You look at the people around you and you're going, but he's getting skilled here and he's getting experience there. And he's, but what God is building inside of you, a dependency on him, the moment that he releases and opens that door, you're going to be catapulted way past your peers. And so often we can miss that. We can miss the season and what he's doing in, in that moment. Okay. And so that's why it is so important to rest and to stay in that place. Okay. So some of the things... Why does he want us to depend so heavily on him? Why does he want us to operate out of a place of grace and trusting him instead of ourselves? Because we will always limit ourselves. We'll always go, but the vision is there. And he's saying the vision's there. You're like, I'm just going to do this book, and then I'm going to have my next baby. And then maybe one day I'll do something again. And God is like, what if I'm launching something much bigger I had someone in the week come to me and say, I've had a vision of a women's camp and this and this and this and this. Can we link it to the book? I'm like, just, just hold on. You know, that is awesome. But that is, you know, and God's like, listen to her. Listen to her. Okay. So I'm going, I'm going in there. God's going in there. Secondly, he will not give it, share his glory. Okay. When, when that massive deal comes through, when the influence is there, when the attention and, the, and, and all of that is there, He's going to ask 
are you okay with this? Are you okay with this attention around you? Because you know that actually I was the one that put it together. (laughs) Yes, you partnered. And yes, I value your input. And I value, Lauren, that you have been willing to be bold and obedient in this. But people need to know that it was me. (laughs) Okay. Because when the Son of Man is, is risen or lifted high, people will get saved. Okay. Thirdly, um, he loves us more than what we can do for him. <laughs> okay. I know that's this message is you've heard it over and over, but I just I just know it's something that we need to hear again tonight. And it's a key for some of you into breakthrough for, for something that you've been trusting God for. Okay. He wants to just check, check in. It's a bit of a stock take, you know. Um and I and this is this is such a big thing for me. <laughs> Performance driven Lauren. Am I really okay with not doing anything? Am I, do I really believe that he is interested in every woman that is going to read this book and it's not something I'm doing for him to love me more and to get acceptance? And Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just me. I'm literally birthing what is his. I am the mother of the vision. He is the father of the vision. Okay. Um, he wants us to... Okay. Um, Sometimes he will just highlight the fact that it's, it's frustrating, it's difficult. And I think that's the thing is sometimes when, we, when, we, when God speaks something and we're wanting deliverance from something or there's a vision, he says that something's going to change at the end of the year or I want you to do this book, we think it's going to be easy. We think, oh, well, God's hands are upon it. So whoop, whap, here it comes, you know. <laughs> and, and, and it's actually, sometimes it's really hard. And... I've seen in the last season that how independent I am. Ask Izan how many times I have phoned her and cried over the phone saying, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? And she just encourages me or whoever else, Okut and Yutami who message me bi-weekly saying, how's it going? How's it going with the book? You know, and just that, that encouragement that I cannot go alone, <laughs> You know, I cannot go alone. I cannot see the vision of God come to pass alone. And that's sometimes why God will frustrate something. And lastly, um, is the fact that he wants us to operate out of a place of rest. And we can't understand how big this is. And that is, that is I want to read a few scriptures, um, and I'll come back to the place of rest. Okay, so... We can go on to, I just, I, there's a few encouraging scriptures that I want to read to you that it's hard in the moment of letting go of a vision or stopping in the process and going, God, I'm going to rest with you because you have to believe that he will work behind the scenes. Okay, if there are pressing deadlines and there are things to happen, even just in a normal job, sometimes God will ask you to rest and it'll be contradictory to what you know needs to happen in the practical, okay, in the natural. Because he's saying, do you depend on him? Do you believe that he is able? And so I just want to read these scriptures. Numbers 23 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? <laughs> How good is that? Next one. Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. 
and being fully assured that what God has promised, he was able also to perform. Okay, the next, um, I've just, you know, I've just, we were talking about grace in those first, my grace is sufficient for you. And he said, it's by, it's by grace I am who I am. And just briefly, grace is the means by which God creates what he commands. So if God speaks a word into your life, if he encourages you with something, he enables it to come to pass by grace. Okay, grace, he's not opposed to effort, but he is opposed to earning. Okay, so we can't sit back and go, pina coladas, grace is sufficient for my weakness, so I'm just going to chill here. You know, yes, we need to partner and we need to trust God. Sometimes if you, you know, if, if there are things that you need to, you trust in God for a husband or a wife, you need to prepare yourself as well. You need to make ready for yourself. It's not, well, God is doing everything and he's going to make it come to pass, but it's not out of earning. It's not a reward. Okay, it's a gift. Um, grace is believing that he is able to orchestrate what he has originated. You know, I just think, him write, think of God writing this beautiful music piece, you know, and there's the pianist and the violinist and all of these people, and they're like, this is way beyond what I'm able to do. You know, he doesn't leave you there. He orchestrates it. He's like, look at that piece of writing in front of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you learn that on your piece of instrument right now. Okay. Lastly, that place of rest, okay, um, it's read the Hebrews 4 says, seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's the last scripture, right? Okay. And... And so I want us to, I'm finished now, and I, I, the band can, you know, they're standing sing there, and that's great. That was the idea of the worship nights, as the band stays up there, and if the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, you guys are free to do it. Um, but, but to come and cease from striving tonight, <laughs> to come and lay down the burdens, um, and that's why I, I titled the sermon, Oh, Come to the Altar. For me, the altar is a throne of grace. You know, is to go, do you know what, God, I've actually been trying in my own strength. Um, and he is good. Like, Jesus is so good. <laughs> he's calling us tonight. He's calling us to say, come, because do you know what, you believe that your life is here. You, you believe that you're going to struggle with the sin. And he's like, my grace is sufficient. I'm going to help you. You know, you're not going to earn salvation from that thing. I'm going to come and pour out my grace and my love upon you. You know, and he's, um, I, just, I just felt tonight that there were, there were some people that ha- haven't had that father figure that has stood in the place of providing and giving direction and, you know, and, and doing the things that a father's role meant to do. And so you've taken on <laughs> the father's role. <laughs> There's a bit of an independence and an ability to rely on your own strength and God tonight is saying, I am able and I am willing. And I want you to come that my relationship with you is not a burdensome thing. (laughs) You know, it's not this thing that you have to try and make happen. It's this partnership of excitement. (laughs) It's this partnership that 
that when we do see the spiritual baby of this book being born, there's a slight smile on your face, Lauren, saying, I know that it is by grace that this book, book is put together. Because I know that if God gave me this vision five years ago, I would have had color-coded Excel spreadsheets of who doing what and when and how. And if the timeline was different and things went a bit, you know, slightly off, I would have thought, freak out, what is going on? But I'm literally putty in God's hands and I'm able to be molded into something that, what he, something that he wants to do. And I, I also just feel like God is just, yeah, God is just testing us in a sense to say, Do you still believe that I'm able to make that promise come to pass? <laughs> I think some of us have actually grown dull in our hearts for the things that we want to see. Salvation in our family, <laughs> things change at the workplace, whatever it might be. And I, I really believe God is saying, come tonight and drink from my well. <laughs> come and be encouraged. I think, I feel like there's some people that are a bit hopeless. There's a, there's a bit of a, a blindness, like you can't see Jesus in light of your circumstances and tonight he wants to come and touch you he wants to pour out over you to say i'm i am here i've i've never left you <laughs> okay so let's let's sing that song and um i specifically want you to come forward if 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 anything tonight god has ministered to you or yeah that i want you to just come and do business with him and, and we're gonna we'll pray with you um Yeah, and then we can take it from there. I just, Father, I just thank you. Oh, Father, we, we will always limit you for, limit you to what we think you are able to do through our lives, Father. Father, thank you that you are more interested in relationship with us than what we are going to do for you, Father. And so you will frustrate us to say, look into my eyes. Look at me. I'm here. I'm with you. I really don't believe that we are meant to experience stress and anxiety in the workplace. Because God has rest for us. And I can say that because I've been there. I've been in a high-pressure job. And I, I feel like some of you are carrying burdens and weights. And God is saying it's because you've been trying in your own strength. And come and lay those things down tonight. Come that I may refresh you. I even just believe there's someone here tonight that you, you are so longing for December. You're just like, I cannot anymore. I'm just at the end of myself. And God just wants to come and refresh you tonight. He wants to pour out more of His love and His Spirit over you. But I also believe that there's some people that you have this massive dream and vision and that is awesome and it is so from God. But he wants you to come and check it in tonight. Because <laughs> he wants to do work on it. And he wants to say, come and just lay it down again tonight. Lay it down that I may take it to the next height. That I may take it from glory to glory.